0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Simad Bhagavatam from the ninth Canto, Chapter 10, entitled The Past Times of Lord Ramachandra, Text 54 ek patni vrtta daro ek patni vrtta Taking a vow not to accept a second wife or to have any connection with any other woman. With any other woman. Rajivishi, Rajivishi. Rajivishi. like a saintly king, like a saintly king. Charita, Charita. whose character, is pure, pure. pure. Swadhaman, Swadhaman, One's occupational duty, duty. Grihamedhya, Griha especially of persons situated in household life, life. Shikshayam, teaching, teaching, by personal behavior, by personal behavior. Swayam, Swayam, personally, personally. Achara, achara executed his duty. Executed. His duty. Translation. Lord Ramachandra took a vow to accept only wife and have no connection with any other women. He was a saintly king, and everything in his character was good, untinged by qualities like anger. He taught good behavior for everyone, especially for householders, in terms of Varnashram Dharma. Thus he taught the general public by his personal activities, purportedly. Ekapadnivrata accepting only one wife was the glorious example set by Lord Ramachandra. One should not accept more than one wife. In those days, of course, people did marry more than one wife. Even Lord Ramachandra's father accepted more wives than one. But Lord Ramachandra, as an ideal king, accepted only one wife, Mother Sita. When Mother Sita was kidnapped by Ravana and the rakshasas Lord Ramachandra, as the supreme personality of God, could have married hundreds and thousands of Sitas, But to teach us how faithful he was to his wife, he fought with Ravana and finally killed him. The Lord punished Ravana and rescued his wife to instruct men to have only one wife. Lord Ramachandra accepted only one wife and manifested sublime character, thus setting an example for householders. A householder should live according to the ideal of Lord Ramachandra, who showed how to be a perfect person. Being a householder or living with a wife and children is never condemned provided one lives according to the regulated principles of Varnashram Dharma. Those who live in accordance with these principles, whether as householders, brahmacharis or vanaprasthas, are all equally important. And then there is a a theme for the day, which is integrity. Mm. The position of a king is where one has so much facility, so much opulence and many possibilities to enjoy. Um, Therefore, generally speaking, kings would have more than one wife. And we could see that generally speaking in kings there was that enjoying propensity. Um, But in Lord Ramachandra we see a different spirit. We see a spirit of Lord Ramachandra Um, taking the role of a king for the welfare of the world at large, Um, aiming to uplift the populace of the world and to uh, teach the principles of Dharma by example, and to engage all the citizens, somehow or other, in dharmic activities. Um, In that way, Lord Ramachandra is uh, is living a life of sacrifice Um, and if we are looking at integrity as as a theme um, then integrity means means sacrifice Um, it means to live a life of of duty um, to embrace duty and for that duty to uh, to sacrifice oh. the word integrity in uh, in mathematics, I saw the word integer means whole. It's a, it's any number that doesn't have any any fraction or like that. It's 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 a whole number. So in fullness, fully, or one could say, Reka that, that focus, um, that one-pointed attention on is integrity, um, where one is wholly and fully dedicated. Um, word, again, dedication is another word, um, capturing the spirit of integrity. So um, lord ramachandra was a king a ruler and a householder and and we are in 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 very different in a very different position in life Um, we are primarily meant to be sadhus Uh, even regardless of ashram we may also follow Vada ashram but before implementing Varna Ashram, our first identification is to, to be a sadhu. Uh, a person dedicated to spiritual life. A person whose, whose aim in life is to realize the absolute truth. Uh, so we first of all have our our personal commitment. Uh, we we begin our uh, our spiritual life based on that principle um, to make to make that our priority spiritual a spiritual goal um, and, and nothing else then in order to, uh, to realize that spiritual goal there is a requirement for, uh, for a support structure and in that sense we are embracing varna ashram. There is a need to uh, to live, to express a material life. And again, in that way, varna ashram gives us some some space to uh, to express that. Uh, but our first integrity um, is not integrity of ashram. Although, ashram calls for for that. um, Because ashram gives prescribed duty. It gives kula dharma for different positions in life. So in that way, we are uh, certainly uh, committing ourselves there. Um, But our principal commitment is, is a commitment to pure devotional service. First of all, a commitment to pure devotional service, a commitment to to realizing the goal of life, to realize uh, love of God. Um, and then, of course, yes, as we Um, as we carry on and as we we mature in our spiritual life our attachment to Krishna and his pure devotees is, is increasing and as our attachment to Krishna and his pure devotees are increasing so also our commitment our commitment to please them is increasing. And therefore, uh, we inherit so many responsibilities. Uh, So integrity means that one comes to the point where one realizes, I have many duties. Uh, In the beginning, one might come to spiritual life. Many of us came to spiritual life, gave away everything we had, and moved into the ashram the next day. with the idea, so now I'm free from all entanglement. Uh, but of course part of that commitment is to accept more and more responsibility. And our responsibility is is very great. Uh, we have inherited uh, we have inherited a great mission. Uh, we have inherited the mission of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the, the Yuga Dharma, to uphold the tradition. Um, Srila yes. Prabhupada very faithfully um, brought us the teachings of the previous Acharyas. Um, Srila Prabhupada's purports contain the commentaries of the previous Acharyas and uh, as well as his own um, so in this way uh, in in many ways he is, he is bringing us the entire tradition um, he is bringing us the the heritage that is there of of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings um, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings were not given by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself in a written form. Uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, spoke the success to come. Um, and otherwise, uh, we do not have many elaborate explanations of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu directly. So they come to us through so many acharyas, through Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, through the Six Goswamis, oh. and uh, and each of the acharyas is is refining through through Naratandas Tarkor, uh, uh, through uh, through Bhaktisiddhanta Bhakti Saraswati Thakur. I'm not trying to systematically go down through so many personalities each of these personalities have made a contribution and with with that and that contribution is our wealth so integrity means that we should be fully dedicated to keep that wealth intact of course the uh, Śrīla Prabhupāda is the the personality who gives us the the priorities for this particular day and age, for this particular time. And that supersedes everything. Therefore, integrity ultimately means how much we are focused on pleasing His Divine Grace. How much the mission of Śrīla Prabhupāda is uh, is on our mind. Um, how much we are dedicated to that, it is there where that integrity will uh, will manifest. Um, and if we look at at an example of integrity, we'll find examples um, in all of the Acharyas. Um, in, in Ragnadas, we find uh that his Sadhana was very strict. It is said that his Sadhana was like a line carved in stone. Uh, nothing could make him deviate from it. It was simply a line carved in stone. In that way, uh, he stood out as an example of of renunciation. For that, uh, to maintain that that duty <coughs> one is to renounce. So, therefore, this topic of dharma or of integrity, a, a path of duty, it is linked to austerity. Uh, it is connected to austerity and austerity, it is said, is one of the three legs of the bull Dharma that are now broken in this age of Kali. And therefore, austerity is not... Uh, not we don't have much capacity to perform austerity. Um, so, so what to do in this regard? Um, in this regard, we depend. Um, we depend not on our own determination, um, not on our strength of mind, but we depend on blessings. It is the blessings. It is blessings of of the Vaishnavas, or the blessings of service, the blessings of transcendental knowledge. It is the power of blessings that gives us the power to perform austerity. It is through these blessings that we become empowered to actually take on great tasks that otherwise, uh, on the strength of our character, are not possible. Um, And sooner or later, uh, we all uh, experience a moment uh, where we get confronted with our limitations. Um, uh, For some, that may happen immediately at the very first step. Others, they may, uh, they may feel they go forward and they can accept principles of Krishna consciousness. They can accept responsibility. They can accept service. But at one point, um, that service brings us to a point where we just um, feel stretched, stretched to our limits, stretched to our capacity, and we just wonder, how can I... Can I do this uh, it is only it is it is then that especially we realize I can only do this uh, I can only do this with the blessings of the Vaishnavas uh, I need as many blessings as possible I can only do this by pleasing, pleasing the Vaishnavas uh, very carefully uh, it is then it is then that krishna will give us the strength to fulfill so many tasks um, and in the course of uh, the need for this movement is is tremendous uh, the opposition of the material energy enormous uh, sometimes we may we may, may look at our movement and we may just We can look at it in two ways as oh it's it's huge it's so big it's a it's a worldwide movement and so on so many achievements and we can discuss it from that angle Uh, we can also look at it from a uh, percentage of in in terms of statistics and see like how what percentage of the world population has actually uh, taken up Krishna consciousness seriously and then we can understand that in terms of numbers we are still a peripheral movement uh, yeah. in terms of statistics our impact in the world is still quite limited uh, uh, in the earlier days um, I remember how we were on traveling Sankratan and staying somewhere out in, in vans and that we came together for a sanctum meeting and that uh, a, a new sanctum leader from America had come and he, <clears throat> he came to address us and he was dressed in a big nylon, Mr. Michelin type jacket and like blue jeans. He came in, he told the Brahmachari give that chubba, he took the chubba, threw it over his blue jeans, and sat down with his Sankatan dhoti, yeah, and said, man, we're going to take over the world.
1: <laughs>
0: and we said, wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, well, it's, it is amazing. Uh, to take over the world. Um, it's it's indeed still our agenda. Nothing has changed. Uh, it's just that uh, we used to think it was easier than it is now, um, than we think it is now. Uh, somehow or other, uh, these days, I begin to, to think of the sparrow that lost its eggs in the ocean and that had the determination to drink that ocean and said... If you don't return the eggs, I will drink your water. The ocean was not impressed. <laughs> so, sometimes when I think, OK, I'm, I'm travelling around the world as a preacher, I feel like that sparrow. Maya is not impressed. <laughs> Maya, I will. you know, I will drive you out. No response at all. <laughs> uh, nothing. Uh, so just as the sparrow was saved by Garuda, um, by a more powerful entity, that's, that's my only hope. Uh, my only hope is that somehow or other, our humble efforts may attract Krishna personally. Uh, and then Krishna Suya Yahweh the Krishna. That Krishna personally will take up this task of driving out of Maya. Um, and that's in this way, this movement is is spreading. Uh, it is spreading by by Krishna. Uh, by Krishna's intervention, by Krishna personally taking on, uh, driving out Maya. And in that way, uh, everything possible as long as we uh, do what we can um, really do what we can Um, it's not enough to just uh, be part of this movement I I'm not used to sort of speak on on a theme like this you know it's a it's like a a box you know put the mind in a box instead of letting it flow, but okay, but I'm trying to serve and and speak within a box. Um, So, I was thinking about integrity and I was thinking that um, yeah, let let that be um, my integrity. Let me just faithfully do something and I was thinking something is not enough it's not enough to do something for Prabhupada to do something for this movement I was thinking no that's not that's not uh, Krishna consciousness in Krishna consciousness we are meant to do everything everything and true integrity means that, to do everything within our might, uh, everything possible. It's not enough to, to do something for Krishna. One must excel. Huh? We must excel in, in, in every uh, respect. So that's on the one hand a, 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 uh, a driving force. Huh? On the other hand, there is in in, in that effort, there is defeat. Uh, there is constant defeat because, although we should excel, we are not. Uh, what can we say? We're quite mediocre and lucky if we if we come up to that. So, so what to do? Uh, what to do? So in the end, uh, we just. Come to that stage where we where we say, Amito Gangala, I'm just a beggar, I'm just a beggar, I'm just begging, I have, I'm just begging for mercy. I'm trying. So it's interesting how these different elements are there, trying, uh, really to to do something extraordinary, and at the same time. Again and again, being confronted with our limitations, and then um, uh, on our knees praying, praying for mercy that somehow or other, uh, somehow or other, uh, we uh, we may be successful and may do something. and In that spirit, uh, I think. Uh, that, for me, sums up integrity. Like, so a uh, a contradictory situation, actually. A situation of trying to excel and realizing that we are barely mediocre and praying, uh, praying somehow or other uh, for being allowed to do something uh, of value to spreading this movement I think that for me sums it up so if there's any questions or comments then we'll take it from there thank you Maharaj for a very wonderful question one one, uh,
1: verse came to mind concerning this integrity. Um, unfortunately I don't have it memorized. But <laughs> I have the key word memorized. There's a famous verse that probably quote all the time about uh, guru. And um, I in the course of my study I, I fixed on this word and said, this first begins with the word tasmat, therefore there must be some argument before that he's giving this is yoganthus, you know. And I won't get into the whole thing, but he, but he starts out proving in very short order how there's no, um, you cannot achieve shreya, you cannot achieve ultimate good and happiness in this material world. It's just frustrating, you meet defeat constantly. So if you want ultimate good, Shreya, then you have to approach a guru who's fixed in the Shastra, who's fixed in God, and completely free of, of uh, material desire. Now, the next verse is the verse that, that has this integrity in it. And what it says, I'll sum it up, it says that with that guru, it then surrenders to that guru, and you perform service that is a maya. And that's the key word, a maya. Is translated as non-deceptive. In other words, honest. Being honest in one's service and in one in one's uh, attitude of service. And if one can do that and take shiksha from the guru and, and and serve nicely, then Krishna, who likes to give himself to the devotee, will give himself to that devotee. Atman So that that the, the integrity is something that is practically there at every moment. In other words, the demand for it is there at every moment. Yes. And that being honest with oneself, being honest with Vaishnavas, and especially honest with the spiritual master, and Sada Dambam Itvam, always giving up that uh, tendency for deceit and hiding and being very honest. And that was what I was thought about when I thought of
0: integrity. No. Thank you. Yes. Yes, honesty is is uh, is, is, a, is a great key. Um, it is with um, through honesty that we can uh, develop the humility um, to accept um, to accept mercy. I mean, if one pretends, if one is trying to impress, if one is trying to be greater than he is, some may be impressed, uh, but ultimately one misses out himself upon the mercy that one requires. Uh, one may impress others, but meanwhile one has a hollowness, an internal hollowness. One lacks, actually, in in qualities and realization. And one may externally pose himself as learned, as deep as so many things. But that's hollow when there's no honesty. So honesty makes it real. And uh, as as you pointed out, then we can take the necessary instruction on the level where we need it actually where we, where we need it. Um, and, and enter into true relationships with all the Vaishnavas. And in that way, get their their blessings. Um, because I spoke, I mentioned the power of blessings, and obviously blessings are not just like, it's, it's not just words, you know. Bless, yes, blessings, blessings. No, blessings means that we are under the shelter of the Vaishnavas the guidance of the Vaishnavas. Uh, to serve the Vaishnavas, to please the Vaishnavas means to to um, to um, to accept that the Vaishnavas have authority. Um, it's interesting to see how these relationships Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is maintaining with various devotees with like Ramananda Rai and Sarvabhomabhattacharya at one point asked Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu not to leave Jagannath Puri because the impending rainy season and do not travel. And then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just agreed, yes, yes, all right, yes. I mean, uh, time went by and then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was pointing out, well, I have now, uh, for so long, right, stayed here, even longer than I intended, and I have gone out of my way to oblige you. Now you must grant me my request to go. So very interesting how <coughs> how one is obliged to the other, how Shichitanya Mahaprabhu did not just say, well, well you know, uh, tough nubies, I'm going to Vrindavan, <laughs> you know, I'm leaving. Uh, nothing like, uh, like that. Uh, no attitude of uh, of just going by his own idea, but making himself dependent upon the Vaishnavas. So I, I see that dependence on the Vaishnavas coming out in your comment. And the uh, and the blessings that come from that, which will carry us and give us the strength. Like as I said, when we become weak, when we feel weak in 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 the face of, of, of all the challenges that we have to deal with, where are we really gonna find the strength to do it? But if the Vaishnava is a genuinely blessing, us then we'll generally get so much strength to honesty. Blessings of the previous acharyas and what role does that plays in our current progress in devotional service. How do we get the blessings of the previous acharyas and what role does that play in our present devotional service? Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The previous acharyas. Um, have have all done foundational work. Um, the six Goswamis have basically formulated the theology of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, in a written form, in a systematic form. Um, it is it is by Srila Rupa Goswami's writings that we have a systematic process for cultivation of bhakti. Mm-hmm. So these uh, so these these contributions are like uh, it's like the foundation of our entire efforts. Uh, we are Rupadugas, everything is based on the teachings of Rupa Goswami or the six Goswamis uh, or some of the other great acharyas much depend on, on their contributions. Hmm. Therefore, um, in the beginning we may not realize that, but over time we do. And so it's, it's, it's helpful to thoroughly study uh, study their books deeply so that we understand better, uh, better how to uh, how to base our spiritual life on their territory. In that way, we develop a relationship, right? like the Prabhupada is saying, by reading the Nectar of Devotion, we are directly associating with Rupa Goswami. He writes like that yeah. in the Nectar of Devotion. So that's very interesting, how we can go direct, yeah? and yet we go through Parampara at the same time. So, it's that combination of the two. We go through the parampara, but also direct, also an intimate relationship with all these personalities. Uh, and the more we 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 understand their teachings, their life, it, it, all these things will give us strength, great strength. Um, they all become part of our strength. Just by hearing about the life of the six Goswamis, we're getting strength. By chanting the Sat Goswami Astaka, we get Sriva Acharya's understanding of the six Goswamis. By daily chanting it, we get get strength. We just get strength. So these blessings are not like ethereal. These blessings are really they give us the strength to to perform all our spiritual duties. So it's very tangible, very very present, not at all vague and, and epic.